Hi, I'm Greta Hewen. I am the founder of LB Training Studio in Glendora, California, and I am today's guest announcer. You can find me on Instagram at LB Training Studio. Cue the music. In an industry where most of us spend the majority of our time working alone in a room, this podcast was created so you can learn, be encouraged, and find a connection with other lash and beauty professionals. This is the LashCast podcast, and here's your host, Paul Lubers. Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. First, I want to give a big thank you to Greta Hewen of LB Train Studio for being our guest announcer. Now, today is a Q&R episode. Well, what's a Q&R? If you've not listened to us in the past and you're new, Q&R is a question and response episode, not a question and answer episode. Why, why that? Are we just being weird? Well, maybe a little weird. But that said, really what it is is we're just going to give you a response to two questions. Um, what are the two questions? Well, what, first one is, how do you deal with client boundaries or client friend boundaries? And the second one, we're going to be talking about what is our cancellation policy or how did we do or enforce cancellation policies? So hopefully this is going to be really helpful for anyone, but really for those of you who are maybe a little newer and don't have these things in place or struggling with them, we're going to give you at least some good tips on how to deal with that. Now let's do a few announcements. If you haven't been following us ever and it's our first time, guys, we are excited to let you know about the virtual Lash Conference that's coming up here on the November 15th and 16th. It's an online conference that's going to have interaction. We have an app you're going to get. It's going to be truly something unique. In fact, I would say this is going to be the best investment that you can make in your business for this year. I know that's kind of a bold statement, but the way things have been, we decided to put this towards the end of the year to help you get ready and prep your business so it can bounce back in 2021. And we're going to be giving you all this great information, whether it's marketing, social media, advertising, business systems, customer service guys, it's going to be packed full. And the lowest ticket starts at 169 for all this stuff for two days. And by the way, you'll have, depending on what ticket you get, anything from 30 days up to six months to go back, watch, and view this stuff. Plus, if you buy the hiring tickets, you'll be getting swag and all this. In fact, the swag alone will probably pay for your ticket. So it's going to be amazing, guys. You really want to jump on and get your tickets before prices go up in October. And also, by the way, we have a payment plan. 50% down now and 50% in 45 days. So there's really no reason for you not to do this. It's super affordable. It's going to be hugely impactful. And I promise you guys, it's going to give you so many new ideas and tips that you can implement so you can grow your business in 2020. Next, we also have another webinar. This one's free with Joey Coleman. He's actually one of our speakers coming to the conference. He's a best-selling author, and he's going to be doing basically a webinar on bringing them back, reconnecting your customers in the COVID-19 world. He is the king of customer service, and he's going to be giving you all sorts of ideas and tips on how you can bring back and bounce back in this COVID-19 world. Then on September 21st, one week before that, we have our next webinar, which is a paid webinar, but it's only $49, really super affordable. And it's called Stop Living Month to Month, Price Your Services So You Can Make a Profit. I know everyone's always talking about charge your worth, but there's more to it than just that. It's not complicated, and we're going to teach you our formula and how you can price your services correctly so that you can make money. You shouldn't be doing any services just to break even. Everything should be about profit, and there are really simple ways of determining that, what your costs are, 
what your prices should be, and it can be consistent. We're also going to talk about simplifying your menu, and we're going to give you a lot of great ideas so that you can really set yourself up to be the most profitable salon in your area. And that's all our announcements. Really excited, by the way, Erica is with us today for this episode, so we're always blessed to have her in with us. So let's get on with our episode. Hey everyone, we are here live in Lashcast Studios in Pasadena. Excited to be sitting by my two best Lash besties, Erica and Tusney, and my wife actually, not Erica, but Tusney. <laughs> uh, how are you guys doing? We so good. Pretty good. Pretty good? Pretty good. Okay, so let's get into some questions here and get going with this, guys. So our first question really is more, I guess, a statement. This is from Sugar Lashes Kauai. I believe that's what it is. Kawaii. Yeah. Kawaii. Is that the when you do the yes. peace sign? It means cute. Yeah. yeah, it's cute. All we right. We met her. She's really sweet. Oh, she is. Oh, mm-hmm. was she at, La- at Lashcon or where? We, we met her at um, or Vegas. Yeah, Vegas. Cool. Well, I, I can't remember if she came to Lashcon. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks for this more of a statement. It just says friend client boundaries. So obviously, mm-hmm. wanting to know more about. This whole world, because this is probably an area that most, especially new lash stylists struggle, because everyone's their friend. And you want to be everyone's friend, because you want to build a following, you want everyone to love you. So mm-hmm. maybe what are some friend-client well, boundaries you guys have developed? Yeah, well, let me just, so my guess is she's wanting advice about how to maintain a client boundary so that they're not your best friend. Yeah. Right? Or where's the line? Where's, where's the, the line? line? What yeah. is the boundary? Okay, well, let's just figure How it out. How to maintain that boundary. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, basically, you know, don't... She's probably saying, I want to be my friends, but I know they're my clients. So how do you discern that? And is it okay to be friends with clients? Is okay. All, all of the yeah, above? Yeah, we'll just talk randomly about different things here and yeah. see. Hopefully, in some way, we'll answer your question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I have a few things to say about this. I think that... As we relate to our clients, and especially if you have a, a good connection with some of them, you do relate to them like you would a good girlfriend, real close, because you're sharing things and you're you're enjoying the same kind of intimacy and connection, and it feels like a friendship. And I remember when I first started, I mixed this up quite often. And what would happen and what that would look like is at the end of the service, I would say, you know, she would say something to me about maybe being on a budget or, and I would, as a friend say, oh, I know she's on a budget. I'm going to give her this at half off because that's what a friend would do. And it's true. That's what a friend would do, but she's not coming. It took me a while to figure this one out. She's not coming to me as my friend and taking me out to lunch. She's coming to me for a service, and this is I'm, I'm providing a service. And so it's wise to be sensitive to what our clients are going through financially and to show them that kind of compassion and tenderness. But you really have to remember what you're there for. You are there for business. The benefit is any other kind of a special relationship connection. There's no business in the world where you can walk in and say, I'm on a budget. And they'll say, well, then don't pay full price. Yeah. Your yeah. doctor, your restaurant, your grocery store, your gas station, just try it and see how people will laugh at you. So we just got to stop thinking, oh, they're my friend. I'll give them a break. Most of us in this industry are people pleasers and we are compassionate. That's why we're doing what we're doing. We are sitting here touching people's faces and we are wanting the best for them. We are wanting to create beauty for them. So it's very easy for us to think, 
oh, this is how this is how I would treat anybody. You have to talk to yourself and make sure that you don't do that. You can express that care in, in other ways. But I also want to caution you to make sure that you don't get into this situation it, where you you are behaving like a friend. It looks like friendship when she's on the table, when you're providing the service. The conversation looks like friendship, but you must never forget, and this is just a word of wisdom to everyone who's got ears to hear, that you cannot forget that those people, she is your client, and you have an obligation to do right by her. And I caution you not to use your client's to get any of your own needs met. And it's super easy for us to do. And what that looks like is, let's say you're having a bad day or you just got off the phone with your husband, your boyfriend, something bad just Some happened guy named at home. Paul. Yeah, or something happened and you need to talk about it. The first person that we often will do, and I've, I've done this before, is download on the client. Mm-hmm. And that's not the client's responsibility. She is there to get her lashes done and she is not going to tell you what she really thinks about something. Think about a time when you went and got your hair done and somebody was blabbing on about something and you're thinking, I don't want her to jack up my hair. I'm not going to get in your face. It's not a free exchange of ideas. So they're hostage in your table. And even though it seems like they're saying, you know, words of comfort, they're not there to give you comfort. They are there to get their lashes done. And oftentimes when we think of them as friends, we often can shortchange them of what they're coming in to pay for. Let me give you an, another example of what this looks like. Let's say they've got some concerns about the way that their lashes look and they weren't super happy with the way that they um, wore. They're not going to come right out. You can kind of tell that they're beating around the bush a little bit. They're like, you know, something didn't quite work out all that great this last time. This one kind of fell apart. It could be me, but you know, and because they're relating to you as a friend, sometimes it's easy to say, yeah, I think it is you. And how's your kids? You know, and you switch the subject and they're going to relate to you and that friend and not take you back to that mat and say, oh, let's talk about the problem I'm having because you're, you're treating them like a friend. That's shortchanging them as a client. So we can't use them to meet our needs and we can't use a quote-unquote friendship or a feeling like a friendship to get out of providing what's best for them, which is the service that you are contracted to provide. And the other thing that I just want to make a statement about is that Sometimes clients will do this on purpose and sometimes not. Sometimes they will want to get the phone number so that they can have an in. Like if you have a front desk and they can't book from the front desk the day that they want, they may come and ask you, hey, Erica, I know that your front desk receptionist says you don't have anything on Saturday, but this Saturday I really need to get my lashes done because you know I'm trying to see that guy. And and they rely on that friendship aspect to get you to do. They cash that chip in. Yeah. So um, in order to protect yourself, you got to decide ahead in advance. You know, if you do give your number out, you say, do not contact me through this number about scheduling. You talk to me about other things, but not... Well, I would advise, ideally have two numbers. Have your own personal number that you talk to friends. So when you're away from work, you don't have to be worrying about talking to people. And then you have your regular phone. Maybe you have two cell phones. And then you have your regular cell phone that is used to talk to clients so that you can actually have a boundary for yourself. Otherwise, I mean, in the beginning, you can't afford that probably, and I get it. So, But eventually, you'll get past that. Yeah. 
and let's say six months to a year is gone, I think it would split the two, keep the phone at the office, or don't only check it at certain times in the evening when, you, when you're done with your stuff. Because otherwise, man, you're going to be pulled back and forth. It and, leads into each other. Yeah, yeah, and your life gets miserable then. Because I remember you, when you were by yourself in the beginning, and literally you get home at 10 o'clock at night, and then you would spend from 10 to midnight texting. Mm, and right. it was just no fun for her. She, and, you know. Well, I think it's also a good idea to push your clients to book online. Yep. Because then they can also cancel and reschedule 500 times and it doesn't, doesn't affect you're you. not doing it for them. You just get the email that tells you, oh, there they go. Bing, yeah. bing, 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 bing. <laughs> the notifications. notifications go up. But at least you're not having to deal with that every change that they have. Yeah, that's true. It makes it a lot easier. One more thing. I just want you all to be aware. Sometimes it can feel very flattering when somebody says, oh, you're the best and you're my best friend and you've made such a difference in my life. And all those things can be true. But just be careful. Uh, I have been invited to be part of... Um, You've been part of two weddings. Yeah. <laughs> and I was so flattered. Oh, my gosh, she wants me to be in their wedding. You know, there was a, actually another one in there, too. But I said, no. One of the things that you may not be aware of is that if they're asking you to be a part of their wedding, which is something super important, and you haven't been involved in their life for that long, it's a general idea it's it's generally safe to say that it's they're asking you because they don't have those relationships anywhere else those yeah. long-term relationships anywhere else and there's a reason there's usually a reason why they don't have those deep long-lasting relationships anywhere else so be aware being a part of somebody's wedding is a big responsibility and it also implies a deep deep friendship and kind of like an obligation really for the rest of your relationship and oftentimes if somebody's asking you to be a part of that it's a sign that they don't actually probably have deep relationships yes, elsewhere so don't take it such a say. compliment to yourself yes. that you're so amazing as a lash stylist because now if you're doing their lashes and you're going out on Friday nights with them and once a month your families are getting together on weekends yes. that's different that's yes different. you're friends and you're close that's and different. that's probably only a couple of clients that you can yeah. afford to do that with you can't be that with yeah. 30 different of your clients you'll never have a life outside of work you'll be always with friends from work or clients and that's just crazy I guess the bottom line is just beware don't put your clients in a place for them to meet your own personal needs. Yeah. If you think that this is a lifelong friend, you may be putting down a lot of energy and a lot of effort for something that's not going to be reciprocal. So just beware. And the test is if you stop doing lashes, do they still want to hang out with you? <laughs> All of a sudden you're like, hey, let's go do something. Like, ah, I went to my new lash girl since you quit doing lashes. That's okay. Have a good day. Or they just don't return your calls or anything. So, I mean, just realize that really this whole relationship was predicated on one thing, and that's that you did lashes, and that's why they came to you, and that's way you have to realize it and I think the sooner you can realize that that's the type of relationship you have the better and more healthy it will be and the less tempted you'll be to cave in to questions and offers or requests like when you raise your prices they're going to ask for the friend price you'll be like nope I treat everyone the same you're all VIPs to me and thus you all pay the same I don't give different prices to different people based upon how long they've been seeing me or if they're my friend or not sorry it's just the way it is now we did have in our company a thing called um, friends and family so we did allow staff if they had someone that they want usually most of them didn't take it up i mean i think erica you almost maybe once the blue moon you'd have someone come in I think once, I did it like twice ever yeah yeah over what almost four years two people and i think there was only one team member i can remember maybe once a month they did their mom 
regularly. But overall, most people are like, no, nah, I don't want to do friends and family for nothing. And we allowed that for 15 bucks. They'd come in, their friend would pay for 15 bucks, basically paying for any supplies. And they would get paid, they would clock out during that time and they would do their client or their friend or family. And that was the one exception where we allowed that, but it was so rare. And you just don't want to do that. If this is your livelihood, you know, just think again of a lawyer friend or a doctor. Hey, can you give me a free service? I mean, they're going to look at you like, sorry, this is my living. I make a living doing this. I don't give it out for free. Um, I'd be more than willing to go out to dinner with you and be like a friend, but I'm not going to start asking for you to give me free services, like fix my car, you know, buy me clothes, whatever service you can think of for free. It's not going to happen. So we should think the same way ourselves. One thing I wanted to just bring up is that setting boundaries can be really hard. Something that actually you have to learn how to do and it's not easy. It can make you feel uncomfortable. Uh, it can make you feel rude. So, <laughs> I mean, honestly, it can make you feel really rude or cold. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it's almost like a talent or it's a skill you have to yeah. learn. And if you don't know where to start, something that I try to keep for myself as a rule is that I don't talk about myself more than they talk about them. Yeah, that's great. So that always helps me because we're human. So they want to know what's going on in your life. They want to know how you're doing. Some of my clients know that my nephew has cancer and it's even gotten to the point where I will say less of the update than I could because I don't want to talk about that the whole time. It's not that it's a hard thing to talk about, but it's I don't want to monopolize the time. No, I think so, yeah. That, that's perfect. And and that goes to, that's the same rule about making sure that you're not using them to meet our, you know, right. your own needs. They're going to ask you because that is the model of friendship. They're going to say, hey, how are you? And it's a give and, and take. It is, you know, so it's good to answer that question honestly, but you do not go into detail. This is all about them. When you remember that it's going to give them the best service and they're going to keep coming back to you because they know that you are so focused on them the entire time. Yeah, it's a delicate balance because you have to be real. They don't yeah. want to come to you and you're a robot, robot and, yeah. okay, cool, like just doing your lashes and okay, bye. And so Robot the, Erica here. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> this isn't to say that you can't bring them into your life to a degree. Yeah. But yeah, that's the easiest thing for me is to just make sure that they talk about themselves more than I talk about well, myself. I thought I'd watch tell Tessa's story a little bit about how she, when she started out mm. and this, I think it's not bad to think this way or to approach the way you did. When she first started, she was really, really friendly because you're mm-hmm. new and you're just trying to get people to like you. Mm-hmm. So I think you are going to spend a lot more in friendship capital in the yes. beginning where you're just going to be their best friend, listen to them, talk to them, maybe share a little bit about you and connect with them. Maybe you're going to write down notes. So you remember things that yes. they told you because you're trying to blow them away in every way possible. And that connection is super important. They might be coming to you in the very beginning for that relationship. But as you mature as an artist and as your skills get to be super good and you no longer are trying to make up for it, because in the beginning, we've had a team like this in the past, when they come on, it's like, "Eh, they're not so good lashes, but man, they got a personality and a half that they would just blow people away with their personality and the clients love them, so they'd keep coming back and then their skills would catch up with their personality, so to speak. And I think that's really what happened with you, Tess, in the beginning. Like, your personality was great. You were really super engaging, really friendly. I remember you would do all these things like crazy stuff, go get people coffee before they showed up, whatever it took. It was it took. a fringe. It was definitely, they were coming for the relationship. Yes. And, and you were learning lashes yes, in the process, right? I was right? learning lashes in the process. I was giving them what they needed and honing those skills. Yeah. But then you got really good and you've refined them. And then you kind of, I actually learned that you really need to be quiet more 
so you can focus on the lashes and continue to give them that great work. And you would even say, I need to go in my zone right now. I'd love to keep talking, but if you want your best lashes, I'm going to have to be quiet right now and really focus on the art. And the clients, of course, nine out of 10, like, oh, absolutely. Don't, I, my lashes are all I care about. That's why I'm here. So they would be quiet. And then you go on and you could refine and focus a little bit more and listen to your podcast or your music while you're working. But that's, that was a little bit more mature. That was like a year in or maybe further no, into it. Was yeah, a couple of years. years. Yeah. yeah. But I think people could speed that process up a little bit more. I think it's more training. You were learning back in the dark ages. There was no Instagram. There was no YouTube videos. There was no trainers. There's nothing out there. So everything you had to learn yourself. Now I think people are able to learn quicker Mm -hmm. because there's so much information out there. We're out there with our podcasts and other podcasts and there's videos and there's all this stuff. So people pick things up quicker. You were like inventing the wheel every day. Oh yeah, she invented it. And then when I came on, I've said this before, one of my favorite phrases is that my ceiling will be whoever I'm training's floor. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to like flush that out. Yeah. And make it like make sense, but my like highest height is where the next person starts. Yeah. And so with Tuss, like everything that she had learned, I got to start from there and I didn't have to go through as much pain learning. Yeah. So yeah, from right in the very beginning, I was really able to say, okay, I do my best work when I'm, you know, yeah. <laughs> when Good. I'm quiet. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go into my zone and I have clients now that we kind of joke about it, but we'll, because I said this to several of them, I always go, okay, I'll see you on the other side. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and then they put in their uh-huh, earbuds the and Air I put Buds. in mine. Yeah. <laughs> yep, there you go. Yeah, and that's that's when you matured as an artist. So we, I realize if you're new, there are some maybe boundaries that blur a little bit more in the beginning, but you just realize maybe you should have in your mind where you want to get to and say, okay, right now I'm going to really kind of go the extra mile to connect and be the friend and buddy and all that because I know I'm learning and I need a little bit more grace from them and they're only give that to a friend as opposed to a technician. But once you start getting there, you want to start having more firm boundaries and begin to put, you know, like get the second cell phone so you disconnect when you're not at work yes. and all that type of stuff and not answer emails and texts all day, but just begin to treat it like a business and yeah. But the rule with that is when you're in the beginning and you're developing the relationships, make sure that you're focused on them. Yeah. Not that, that you expect them to meet any of your own That's needs. Yeah. So just cursory, perfunctory ones were like, yes, I'm fine. This is what I did. But you make sure that you're not looking to them to meet any of your own needs. Yeah. All right. Let's go into the next question. We have at Amanda Iba... Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let Tusk come here and take a Amanda look. Amanda Ibarro Browse. Yeah, Ibarro Browse. I got Ibarra. The, yeah, I didn't know how to get that middle part there, but you're right. It's not Ibarro, but Ibarro Browse probably. She asked this question. Please share your cancellation policy. Mm-hmm. And this is, again, she said, not really a question, just wanted ideas and clarity here. So two more statements or just, hey, tell me what you do. How do we do cancellation policies? Gonna you're going to point to me. All right, so basically our cancellation policy is... We put it everywhere. One of the biggest things is you don't want to just make have it in your head and just tell people on the phone or when they call or text you or text them back an answer. You really want to have this out there. So for us, we have it everywhere. It's in our email when we send a confirmation. It's in our cancellation email if they cancel. It's in our thank you email. So it's in our emails. It's also on our website and it's also going to be on when basically when you book an appointment, it's going to be stated there. And we also state it again when they call and book an appointment. We if it's a like a new client, returning clients, we don't we worry about, but 
clients who come call us and try to get in for the first time, we'd always say, oh, by the way, at the end, we do have a 24-hour cancellation policy. So we'd ask if you do need to cancel, please tell us before that, because if you cancel with less than 24 hours, we're going to charge you half of the price of the service. And if you no-show, we're going to charge you the full price of the service. And that's pretty much everywhere. And by the way, when they first come in for their first day and do their consult, even on our form, we state that policy again. And they have to sign it. They have to initial it, yeah. So they've now heard it through the policy through on the phone usually. They've seen it when they came in. They've heard it through email and our website. So they've seen it so many different ways that, by the way, guys, they still will pretend like they never have heard or known about well, this let's go through a couple policy. scenarios so that we can flesh out what it really looks like when the rubber meets the road. All right. So... So you're going to be Mrs. Uh, Jones? I'm going to be the client. Yes. And I'm going to be like, hey, my appointment... Hey, I'm cancel. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm going to say, listen, I'm about to have my baby. Oh, yeah. And, um, Congratulations. It's going to be really hard for me to get there so early. Can you please push it back? Can you please push my appointment back from 8 to later? Um, fortunately, we do not have any room to move your appointment back. What we could do is we could cancel your appointment and rebook you at another time. But because we're within the 24-hour period right now, we will have to charge you for that appointment, it'll be only half the cost, and then we can uh, reschedule for a better time. But wait a minute. I have been a client here for so long. I have never done this before. Mm -hmm. And can you, I mean, this is like, actually, it's not because I want to sleep in. It's because my car broke down. Wait, you said your baby. No, no. uh, Sorry, I didn't mean that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're lying to me. My father died. That's why. Oh, that your father died. And I'm having a baby. We had a client whose father died. And I'm having a baby. I had a a Bible baby. A baby. (laughs) Baby. We had one client who had three times her father died. It was amazing. So we actually get this. Yeah, we do get this. So what do you say? I say if, if it's like that, let me put it. We do have grace. So first time, especially if it's the very first time a client's been here, we will give them one pass. We'll always say up front, no, but if they say, well, please, then usually on the very first time, I'll say, okay, no, what we'll do for this one time, we will make a pass. We don't do this. We'll make one exception. We understand life is hard, things come up, and we want to show a little, little grace and love. So we'll give it you this one time. But next time, if this comes up and we do track this, you'll have to be charged you the half price. If they canceled it late, canceled be half the charge. Or if they no show, then I'd say, we'll have to, you didn't show up, we'll have to charge you for the full appointment. So, yes, we try to show a little grace. We try to show a very strong front on Instagram or on our website and everything. And, but once we're talking to them over the phone, and I don't do this ever by text. I, I, if someone's canceling on the phone by text, I will call them because no one can read your voice through a text. In fact, they usually will think the worst. They'll hear you and they're like, oh, they're mad at me. And so I will immediately call them and say, hey, what's going on? And then they'll tell me their re- excuse. And I'll say, you know what? This one time we'll give you a ex- you know, pass, but next time it comes up, we will have to charge you for it. And they always go, oh, thank you so much. That's so cool. And then the next time they know. They go, oh, yeah, you're right. He did give me that one pass. Now, I will give this. We have our clients. Tustin's been seeing some of these clients for 13, 14 years. I don't give them one pass for every 14 years. I will look at the schedule. And it's been a year or two since they've done it. I'll give them a second pass just because they've been with us for 13, 14 years. And they're not doing it every other no. month. But then there's clients that we've gotten rid of, and this is how you get rid of those bad clients, that the second time, sorry, there's a charge, and they throw a fit, and like, yeah, I know it's really uh, disappointing, but you know we were here, and then you no-showed, and so- Well, you... fine, I'm leaving then. Yeah, I thought you were about to say F off to me. No, <laughs> no, like, that's what they that's say. That's what and, they say, yeah, And they what do. do you say? And I say, you know what? I understand you're frustrated, but I wish you the best, and if you want a referral, I can refer someone to you. 
And then, you know, we refer him to an enemy. Yeah. No, so, I'm just kidding. No, we don't do that. <laughs> so we're always saying, I completely we understand and we will be here. Yes. We'll, we'll always, always be, be here. here. And if yeah. you want to come back, nope. you will just need to pay for your cancellation and we'll be more glad to book your next appointment. And by the way, we don't keep any of their credit cards. I know some companies you can, if you can get the card encoded, you can go ahead and charge them. There are, you're going to want to talk to a lawyer about this because every state's going to probably be a little different. You just can't charge people. They can always challenge that and then you'll lose. In fact, worse, some credit cards now, if you go back and challenge them and say, well, they, they said they would, they'll charge you a fee to challenge the charge, which is crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've given up. Like, like, how much is the charge? I'll be $400 for you to challenge this. I'm like, the charge was only 100 bucks. No, screw it. So that's the way credit cards now are getting around it where they're getting you not to challenge it. It's really ridiculous, this whole set. Don't get me the credit cards. I'll just go crazy on this. But that said, you have to be very clear, and there are ways of doing it, and you're going to want to talk to someone like a lawyer to make sure that your client, if you are going to charge them, has maybe filled out a form that says you can sign it, saying you can go ahead and charge your card in these situations and gives you written permission. So you could then show that to the credit card company. And I know there's other people out there now that say, well, I charge them up front or I take a deposit up front. You can do that. We never did that because it always felt like the deposit up front wasn't the best customer service. There's so few businesses in the world that can charge before you actually get the service. Now, maybe you're the all-star in your block and you can go ahead and do that. Great. You're one of few. Most client people who do that are not going to be able will have more difficulties in retaining clients and getting new clients in their books if they're taking a charge up front. It's just not a very customer-friendly. Can you imagine if a restaurant, you're like, I'm going to make reservations. Oh, well, we'll just take a $100 charge right now. And you're like, what? I haven't even eaten yet. So that's very rare. I mean, maybe hotels are the only place where you'll get charged up front. But even then, if you cancel, you'll get your money back. They'll be like, oh, you canceled? Within 24 hours, they'll give your money back. So I think with Stylist, we got to be a little careful with that one. So yeah, that's our cancellation policy. Any other questions regarding yeah, that? Yeah, I was going to say that I have had clients say that they were sick and they were waiting to see if they would get better yeah. before they canceled. Yeah. And it happens a lot. Actually. Happens a yeah. lot, Right. So the best thing I think to do in that situation is take care of that situation in front of you, enforce your cancellation policy or do whatever you decide to do, but then tell them, you know, if in the future, if this happens again and you're questioning whether or not to cancel, just go ahead and cancel because chances are this might still be open, especially if you're not booked out four months in advance, really, yeah. really busy. Um, you can tell them it might still be open. Contact me if you feel better. And if it's, if I filled it with another client, then we can find my next available time. And yeah. that way you're giving them a solution, but also not giving, letting them use that as an excuse. Yeah. Customer service is always about giving options. We never just want in with no, nope, can't do that. Nope. We'll just cancel. No, no. That generally is very discouraging to a client. So yeah, I think that's a great idea. And I think it would be like, hey, we'll go ahead and cancel tomorrow or the next day, whatever it is they're calling to cancel. Why don't we book your other one right now? This is a hold it while you're trying to see if you're getting better. And then we'll have a backup plan. And if you feel good enough tomorrow, you can get back to me. We'll, and if I still have it, we'll get you in. Otherwise, we have you coming in next week when we know you'll be better. And I think something like that, where you're just giving them options so they feel like they're in power. Clients want to feel like they have choices. I know it's really hard for clients when they feel like they're just at your mercy. And they don't believe that you have the best interest usually in them. A lot of them will be like, ah, they're just trying to get out of it. They just want my money or whatever it is. Like, so really find ways to show your goodness is by giving options. Say, hey, I'll try this, I'll try that. And then clients are more likely, I think, to feel like a piece. I actually just did that with jury duty. My client 
it was a Monday and she contacted me on Saturday Mm -hmm. and she said, I might have to report for jury duty on Monday. And I was like, what are the chances I'm going to fill this Monday 9 a.m. appointment? So I told her, I was like, why don't you just tell me on Sunday if you need, if if they're calling you in and then I won't enforce my cancellation policy. I told her that. And then she ended up coming later in the day when I had an opening, she's like, they dismissed me. Do you have anything open? And I'm like, actually I do. So <laughs> it worked out and I didn't like scare her away, you know? Yeah. Now I think it's always options, listening, it's showing that you care. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing too. If you're not communicating, you care. If you're showing that you're, you do size or you make any noises, clients read into that stuff. I mean, that happened quite a few times even with our staff we would be working on a client and something would happen, sometimes unrelated to the client, but they'd hear a team member sigh and then they would email me or come and go, oh, they were, I was talking to them and they sighed. Well, they, they were cl- upset with me. They yeah. clearly didn't like that I was having pain or that I was yeah. expressing something. And usually I talked to the staff member like, no, I was sighing because my phone wasn't working and I was sitting there trying to get the phone to work or my for my podcast was listening to and it and I decide and then the client misreads it. So sign anything like that, clients are going to uh, you know not like it. So yeah, anyway, that's us. That's our cancellation policy. Is, did I miss anything? Like we you think did, we nailed it. Good. All right. Well, I think for us, that's going to be it. We're going to keep this one short too. So we got through two questions. So <laughs> awesome. Mm-hmm. This was more the customer service side and all that. So that was pretty cool. Thank you guys. And uh, we will do this throughout the year. I think this is really helpful. So you guys, please keep submitting questions and we'll throw you in the queue. And we'll get to you eventually. But if you want to get ahead of the game a little bit. Like I've said before, send us an audio question. Just record yourself on video or an audio track on your phone. Email to Paul at Lashcast Podcast, and then we will put you on the show quicker because we like like answering questions that way too. So anyhow, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with me here in our studios, and we'll do this again soon. That wraps up this show. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, guys, go get your LashCon tickets today before prices go up in early October. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at LashCast Podcast and the Lash Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. On behalf of my Lash friends, Tussie and Erica, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. And remember, you have a friend in the lash industry. <laughs>